episode three of season two of From Timber Falls with Love, your little dose of romance in the midst of daily life. I'm your host, Fiona West. I'm an author, wife, mom, and teacher, and I'm here to give you a peek into what's happening in your favorite small town. Today I've got chapter three of Could Be Something Good, the first book in the Timber Falls series. It's time to get to know that cold midwife from the elevators a little better and watch her start to spread her wings. Enjoy! Chapter 3 I don't understand this, Winifred. Her mother sighed from her bedroom doorway. You'll save a considerable amount of money if you continue to live here. Winnie set her stack of neatly folded sweaters into a hard-sided blue suitcase, then bent to retrieve a pair of flip-flops that had fallen off the bed, but her hands groped fruitlessly under the pinstriped pink dust ruffle. "'You're only going to be here until the fall. What's the point of moving now, just to move again?' There was no point in responding, thought Winnie. It wasn't really a conversation, just another lecture she was required to attend. Still, she tried to listen politely instead of rolling her eyes. It only made the lecture longer, and she considered herself too old for such teenage antics now that she was over thirty. Feeling for the shoes under her twin bed with no success, she finally knelt and lifted the dust ruffle to look. Dusty, but otherwise fine, her sandals sat between her MCAT study prep book and the flute case that she hadn't touched since senior year of high school. No reason to take either of those. I'll be closer to the hospital. The drive is exactly the same, her mother replied, her silk blouse rustling as she crossed her arms. Yes, but it's a shorter distance, better for the environment. Her mother owned a Prius, which was ridiculous considering the likelihood of snow in the foothills of the Cascades, and Winnie hoped this last argument would distract her from asking again about her motivations for moving. How did you find this person again? Winnie stood up and folded a pair of leggings that had gotten mussed. This person? Her name is Ainsley Buchanan, and she's an elementary school teacher. There was a post on the bulletin board at the library. I figure anyone who likes to read can't be too bad. From our phone conversations and emails, she sounds like someone I'd get along with. Well, you're always welcome here. Translation. I think this is going to crash and burn like the Hindenburg. Still, Winnie did appreciate her mother's willingness to back her up in the event that this was, in fact, a bad idea. Thanks, Mom. She gave her a kiss on the cheek as she went to get her shower stuff. Do we have more boxes somewhere? Sandra Baker, unused to being defied, huffed her displeasure and went to the kitchen to brew herself another cup of coffee, Winnie assumed. Whatever. She was 34 now. She didn't have to listen to everything her mother said. Probably shouldn't, in fact. But Sandra Baker could be a force of nature when she wanted to be. It made her an excellent doctor. When she'd finished packing mostly everything, she poked her head between the French doors in her mother's office. Are you going to come meet Ainsley? Perhaps another time, her mother said, not looking up from whatever she was typing on her computer. Winnie told herself for the hundredth time that there was no profit in feeling hurt by it. But we're still having dinner on Sunday? Her mother nodded. Your grandparents are looking forward to it. Me too. She lifted her bag higher on her shoulder. I guess I'll see you when we cross paths at work. I love you. She did look up then. 
I love you too, sweetheart. Her mother got up from her desk and wrapped Winnie in a tight hug. Be careful, okay? Always am, she said, smiling. And you need a haircut. Got one scheduled for Tuesday if I don't get called in. Based on her light scowl and previous comments, Winnie knew that her mother loved routine too much to ever live by a nurse midwife's unpredictable schedule. That didn't matter much to Winnie. Not when she could help someone make their family bigger, share their love with a brand new person, make their baby's arrival into this world as peaceful and joyful and empowering as possible. Just make sure it gets done. Your ends are looking frayed. Winnie touched her hair self-consciously and then with a sigh headed back up the stairs to grab the last of her boxes. It was six o'clock by the time she'd finished unloading everything at the apartment. She trudged up the stairs with one last load, her quads burning from all the trips up and down and up and down. Thank God for Ainsley's cheerful insistence that she help, or she'd probably have another hour of work ahead of her. Instead, she could order a pizza for both of them, take a long shower, put sheets on the bed, and start organizing her clothes. Knock, knock! A genial male voice behind her made her jump. Who just yells knock, knock, instead of, you know, knocking? The door's already open. Ainsley's face lit. Hey, you! Come on in! Winnie, this is my friend Daniel. A nervous shock to her stomach scattered her thoughts of how the evening might go. No, it couldn't be. She turned to see Daniel Durand, the obnoxious interrupter from the hospital. He was wearing another flirty grin, and Winnie glared at him before catching herself. Her new roommate was obviously friends with this man. She'd have to at least try to be civil to him. She stuck out her hand. We met at the hospital. I'm Winifred Baker. Well, he said slowly, we didn't exactly meet, since you wouldn't even give me your name. He was still grinning, so it obviously hadn't bothered him too much. In fact, he seemed delighted by their interactions. How odd. I apologize, she said, smoothing her hair back. I was in the middle of a conversation. And I probably should have waited until you were done. But when such a beautiful woman brushes by me, it's hard not to want to get her name and number immediately. Winnie pinned him with a hard stare. Does that work? His smile finally faltered. Does what work? That line. It's not a line, actually. It's just the truth. Now he was the one glaring, much to her surprise. His lips, framed by a neatly trimmed light beard, turned down. She couldn't help but notice how long his eyelashes were. It was kind of unfair for a man that handsome to have such pretty eyes, too. The hair on top of his head was longer, pulled back into a top knot. The sides undercut in a way she recognized was fashionable. That was a good word for him. Fashionable. Dressed in trendy clothes with a hairstyle that required effort, but also the kind of guy who would throw you away the moment he got bored. Fashionable. Winnie glanced at her new roommate, who looked truly curious about what was happening here. Well, Ainsley said, cutting through the tension, I'm glad you've met now. Daniel, were you stopping by for a reason or just being friendly? His smile returned as his gaze fell on Ainsley. Just being friendly, Slick, unless you have brownies, in which case I'm here for a sugar hit. Winnie was having a hard time telling the exact nature of their relationship, but it was nothing she wanted to insert herself into. It appeared he would be around often at any rate, and though she couldn't pretend to be excited about that, she didn't have to sulk over it. Winnie started backing toward the hallway. Well, I have a lot of unpacking to do, so... 
It was the truth, after all. He stepped forward, offering his hand. Nice to meet you for real this time, Winifred Baker. She glanced at Ainsley, who was trying to hide her reaction behind her fist. Amusement. Pushing her shoulders back, Winnie took his hand and shook it firmly. You too, Dr. Durand. Other Dr. Durand, he corrected, grinning. Releasing her hand, shoving his own deep into his dark-washed jeans pocket like he didn't know what to do with it now. She shot him a double thumbs up, then turned and hurried down the hallway. What on earth was that? She'd never done that gesture before in her life, and she stared down at her hands, as if demanding an explanation for their strange behavior. Lashes. That's the explanation. His eyelashes. When I had my son, the one thing I knew I wanted was a midwife, and I have never regretted that decision. There is something so special to me about the way midwifery has centered women and the knowledge of women's bodies and passed things down through the ages that I just knew it was something I really wanted to be part of. Uh, and interacting with midwives for my kid's birth just cemented that opinion. So Winnie is kind of an homage to their courage and their wisdom and knowledge and how they share that gift with the world. So I'm excited to show you more of her uh, and more of what she does. Book six in the Timber Falls series will be out soon. I'm writing the acknowledgments and uploading the ebook to Amazon today. The paperback will not be far behind and it does have an illustrated cover. So if you miss them, do grab the paperback and you'll be good to go. No Time Like the Present will be out November 9th and if you pre-order now, it's under a buck, so don't miss out. If you need more Timber Falls in the meantime, you can find the whole series in ebooks on Amazon, in Kindle Unlimited, or in paperbacks at most independent bookstores. And I would honestly love to hear from you. If you have a question you want answered on the show, send me a voice message on Anchor and I'll try to include it on a future show. That's also where you can donate to support the show. Or if you're like me and don't want to learn how to do one more to new technological thing, send me an email at fiona at fionawest.net. I'm Fiona West, signing off. Happy Wednesday, book buddies.